You are now entering the world of Musings of a Geek Podcast Network. Stay geeky, my friends. This is 40 going on 14, and I am Mike. I am Patrick. I'm Joel. And I'm Josh, and this was a really interesting week to prepare for. I've been checking out billboards all the way back from Burma Shave to the new ones from Clear Channel that change with... It's going to be a long, rough show tonight, folks. And that wasn't me. <laughs> it's, what? It's billboards top 100, not 100 top billboards. Oh, that's next week. I've made a terrible mistake. (laughs) (laughs) I immediately regret my decision. I'll have to return all these library books. (laughs) All right, folks. So if you don't know, our show this week is the third in a series of unlimited episodes on Billboard Top 10. So we're going back to doing the Billboard Top 10 of this week, which is uh, May 4th to whatever, 2015. And we are going back to 1985 for the same week. Yeah, it's a special, like, we did this uh, two years ago, and then we did music videos last year. But one cool thing about this year is that looking at 1985 and 2015, these are the years that, of course, everybody's favorite butts to the front. You know, back to the Future, one and two, <laughs> th- those are the years. Uh, yeah. 85 and 2015. So oh, I thought that was kind of cool. Neat. That is very neat. And according to Back to the Future, this is the year that the Cubs are supposed to win the World Series. And hoverboards are supposed to be invented by now. Yep. And, and I, the Avengers is coming out. Oh, wait. Avengers? Uh, yeah. No, uh, what was the other thing? Oh, um, Nike's actually making uh, those self-strapping uh, uh, shoes. Ah. Yeah, they're going to be like a limited edition run, probably like maybe 500 of them, but they'll, they're going to make them where you actually put them on and they tighten the laces on their own. And nice. Jaws 6 through 25 is coming out. <laughs> All at once. All and at once. As was prophesied, the Musings of a Geek Podcast Network is the best podcast network in the country. Oh. That was, yeah, it was in the director's cut. Yeah, I'll say, I don't, I don't, maybe that was in the window of the, uh, the collector's store. Yes. <laughs> So what are some shows from the Musings of Geek podcast network that we could watch, Josh? Well, uh, if you're watching them, I'd like to hear how you're doing that, because I listen to podcasts, <laughs> including the Geek Dig podcast, the History of Bad Ideas, Comic Roast, Geek Ire. Uh, I think that's how you have to say it. Geek Ire. Uh, best of the worst <laughs> movies. Don't get that like that. <laughs> Graphic Novice, The Arkham Social Hour, Hard to Swallow. And of course, the left field sports lounge. What about Yay. Red Beard Radio? Oh, hey, there? do we have do we have a uh, uh, ongoing? Have we now had however many weeks of us still not listening to that show? <laughs> the left field sports. You know what's funny is uh, I was actually I think yesterday uh, doing a Lyft ride. Uh, for those of you who don't know or don't follow me on Twitter, I'm a Lyft driver, and I was talking about the network 
and I totally uh, plugged the left field sports lounge to my passenger. And he's like, oh, yeah, what do they talk about? And I was like, I don't know. <laughs> Sportsy stuff. Stuff Sports. with balls and goals. <laughs> I was so embarrassed. Points. I was like, I'm just so used to plugging this show without ever having listened to it. And no no <laughs> one's ever no confronted one's ever, me on that. <laughs> no one's ever been able to respond to me. So what's it about, Mr. Smart Guy? <laughs> well, Look at the time. I gotta go. <laughs> so get out of my car. <laughs> get off my get plane. My dreams. Oh, nice. Yeah, so there's the uh, Musings of Geek Network and our Geek Life Radio friends. Also, you can hear our show at noon. Am I doing it again? No, no, we haven't done it yet. Oh, okay. I got confused. I thought I did it. We already did <laughs> No, you can hear us uh, Saturdays at noon on Geek Life Radio. And now you can finally once again hear us on iTunes, Stitcher, Blueberry, all the fine podcasting directories that uh, were not hosting us until recently. Yes, and I want to give a huge shout out. Now, this is going to seem total sycophantic and all that, but yeah. Todd Cochran, the guy who runs Blueberry, <laughs> actually jumped on Facebook chat one on one with me and managed to get all the problems fixed for me. So I Yay. am, yeah. Thank you, Todd. Thank you so much. It's... There is no way he's listening, but we thank yeah. him anyway. I know. They know we're thanking him. He I'll take know. credit for it because I'm the one that suggested he talk to somebody. So Yeah, I'll... Pat will take credit, take credit for it. <laughs> yeah, you should find help from someone smarter. It was all me that said that. <laughs> that's Pat's that's like a great Lassie. idea, Lassie. <laughs> we have the same Pat, idea. Pat actually just said, <laughs> <laughs> No, for the last time, Pat, the podcast is not in the well. <laughs> and don't forget talk shoe yes they never went away talk shoe never, never goes away. away so and if uh, you want to get in touch with us you can give us a call at 708 now wrap that's 708-669-9727 and of course we're available on gmail at 40go14 at gmail.com or on twitter at 40go14 of course you can find us on Facebook or at our home on the web, new and under construction at www.fortigo14.com. Yes, yes. Thank you. So we do have some uh, listener feedback this week. Oh, dear God. And, uh, yeah, I totally didn't screen these this week, so uh, it's going to be one of those. Oh, boy. Everybody drink. <sighs> <sighs> All right. Let's go. Rape rock is like Nickelback. It's songs that you don't like, you don't want to listen to, you don't like the band, but they're catchy and they get stuck in your head. Because when you hear them, it's like you're being raped. You can't help it. It's just there and it's forcing itself upon you. Sexually. <laughs> That's not at all what it means, but okay. Yeah, Charlie has showed up that. to define rape rock. Uh, and be creepy about it. Yeah. I'm shocked. <laughs> <laughs> I can't remember. I was talking about something the other day, and I was like, you know, it's real trendy, like hating Nickelback. I mean, it's also correct, but it's <laughs> like hating trendy. Nickelback. <laughs> yes. Oh, uh, awesome. So. All right. Here's another one. Hey, 41 on 14. This is Craig Lake Pete. 
So I'm listening to the True Grit show, and you guys are actually talking about how there's not a lot of Western remakes out there. And uh, I have a thought for future shows. Uh, it doesn't exactly fit the current format you guys are using, but the idea is still kind of there. Uh, so there are a ton of uh, uh, Westerns that are actually remakes of old uh, samurai movies. For example, uh, the obvious one is uh, Seven Samurai was later remade as the Magnificent Seven. Uh, or like uh, Yojimbo was later remade as uh, The Good, The Bad, No. The Good, The Bad, and The Ugly? Yeah, I think it was The Good, The Bad, and The Ugly. But uh, either way, it would be pretty cool to see a comparison between the old uh, samurai movies and the slightly less old westerns. But, see, that's why I'm saying like, it doesn't quite the format thing. Because <laughs> there's still a lot of older movies, but they're remakes, I guess, so that kind of counts, right? Or, oh, you know, I just realized you could do... Uh, it doesn't really work either. Yeah. Well, I was going to say you could do, like, old Universal monster movies that got remade as uh, Hammer Horror films from the 70s. I'm sure Joel would be into that. Uh, anyway, I'm going to stop rambling and let you guys go and deal with your show the way that you want to deal with it, because it's your show. Uh, all right. Talk to you guys later. Bye. Well, that don't... F- that's oh, a great idea. Well, and don't forget the old, uh, uh, you know, uh, uh, westerns that were turned into samurai movies. Like, you know, yeah, yeah. Ban- yeah. Bonanza that became The Last Samurai with Tom Cruise. You know, it works both ways. That's not no, true I, at all. Yeah. I, no. Everyone Yojimbo? Just, everyone just it, it, yeah, I was going to say it was a fistful of dollars. Yep, absolutely. And I think that uh, Magnificent Seven, they're going to be remaking. So maybe instead of looking at the old Magnificent Seven and the new, we can actually do uh, Seven Samurai and the remake of Magnificent Seven. I would and love to do that. That sounds like the, a great idea. Or we do yeah. all three. There you go. Yeah. That would be a big show. Uh, Universal is, uh, they're looking to reboot the Universal Monsters franchise here soon. So that will probably be safe for a future show. Nice. nice. All right. Got a couple more here. So I'm, I'm listening to your show. And you progress from comedians that you like to create. Con- Adequate. <laughs> comedians that you don't like. And you know what I didn't hear in the comedians that I like part? Gallagher. The fuck is wrong with you guys? Oh, and the best the best introduction to Patton Oswalt you will ever have is in the background of the movie Down Periscope. Jesus. Boom. <laughs> hmm. He's not done. Oh. I'm done. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, that was even better because I didn't Uh... screen it. (laughs) So if we do something that makes Charlie upset, he should coin the phrase madequate. Ah. I don't don't, agree. I don't agree. Oh. Was that a double negative? I think it's clever, but I definitely don't think he should do it. But it's clever. <laughs> so, yes, we did make a mistake in skipping over Gallagher. I 
I don't know. I I didn't really. I mean, I nothing Gallagher. I don't hate or. Yeah, like. I I think I'm with Pat on this. Like I, he was okay. I remember really liking him as a little kid, but yeah. as an adult, I was just like, well, I don't hate him, but I, I don't really need to watch this. Yeah, yeah. I mean, mm. he's he's kind of like Jeff Dunham in that he was funnier when we didn't really understand comedy too much, but he's not so awful that I hate him like I hate Jeff Dunham. Ah, okay. Yeah, he's he's a genuinely likable enough guy. Yeah, that... and, and and his comedy is okay. I mean, I don't, you know, I've he's definitely made me laugh, but I wouldn't I don't go out of my way to listen to him or, or watch anything of his. And, and ironically, def- oh, go ahead. Oh, go ahead, please finish it because I was changing uh, to uh, I was just going to say he's definitely prevented the great watermelon uprising. So, <laughs> we all owe our lives to him. He squashed it. It's true. Hey, if he I... was from an alternate universe to keep the watermelons down, we'd all be dead. Yep. He's um, actually a great warrior. I wanted to jump in here with a comment to our loyal listener, Maybellina. Because uh, the the alcohol show, the booze show, she suggested that I try the banana bread beer. Oh, yeah. I tried that one, too. It's good. Think so? Oh, I thought it was awesome. <laughs> you didn't okay. like it? Didn't I didn't like it. Oh. Now, I'm... I'm Drinking a, I'm drinking a uh, Two Brothers Domain DuPage right now. Oh, that one's good. I, I had that yeah, a couple weeks good. ago. Yeah, I like this one. I like it especially because the the Two Brothers Brewery is within almost You're right around the corner. Yeah, it's like stumbling distance from my house. Um, but no, I didn't. I couldn't get around the uh, around the banana bread. Well, that was kind of the concept. If you can't get behind the core concept, right? Yeah. What aren't you understanding about this? Obviously, <laughs> the core concept. Um, <laughs> Yeah, um, she also uh, Turby McBeardstein. <laughs> she was also uh, big into the uh, elusive, like uh, grapefruit and lemon and whatever beers. And I've now had all of them except the apple. And uh, the apple is the last one on my list. And I've thought all of them were awesome. Okay, I gotta try those then. I want yeah, they've got like stagger. They they are actually a very good brewery. Domain DuPage. Yeah, two brothers. Yeah, they're amazing. They're- mm. So Sorry, yeah, two brothers. Yeah. yeah, and they have a coffee. They have a coffee shop now too. What I was going to mention was, ironically enough, we went and saw Emo Phillips, but we never really talked about his comedy, like where he fit into the the, the list of people we talked about. So just that's fair. There. Well, yeah. we also th- said like Louis C.K. Louis C.K. is one of our favorite comedians, and then we stopped talking about him. Yeah. So well, I've been that he's my favorite all time. No, that's true. Well, the thing is, we could still be talking about them. It'd be like just a week long show, right? Right. True story. So, all right. So, one. More. I would love to talk about oh. Louis C.K. for an entire two hours. Go ahead. The podcast okay. coming soon. We ready? Yes. Ready for last voicemail? Yes. And you guys did it. You you said the funniest true thing that has ever been uttered in a digital form by any of you guys. And uh, I think uh, I think it is a perfect uh, a perfect name for alternate name, I should say, for this for your guys' show. And uh, I don't know which one of you said it. I know it wasn't Pat, so I don't know who it was. But uh, you said and I quote I can tell by the tone of your voice that Joel's about to be wrong again. 
That was Josh. Josh. That was Josh. <laughs> I, I could tell as soon as he started talking that he was about to be wrong well again. Well done. <laughs> I nearly pissed myself. <laughs> well done. More Our than just... adequate. Satisfactory. Oh, oh shit. Now we can shut down. We have upgraded to satisfactory. Nice. Oh, God. <laughs> There's nowhere to go but down now. Is that all we needed to do is just make Charlie pee himself and that would be all right? <laughs> I don't even remember what that was in response to. I don't even know. Joel being wrong? Oh, <laughs> God. Okay. Shall we move on? Do we have any more? Yeah. Wait, what just <laughs> happened? Exactly. <laughs> Uh, all right, now that's that's it. That's all I got. So it's about that time. Oh, I guess it would be about that time. This week in music, movies, and TV. All right. So this... saying sports. <laughs> it still gets me. <laughs> uh, Not every time, but sometimes it still gets me. I'm going to have to dub them in doing that once, and then we'll get, and sports, and sports. <laughs> All right. So this week in 1985, because we are exactly in the Back to the Future timeline, uh, spoiler alert in music, the number one song is We Are the World. No, no. Did you just call for your grandma? <laughs> <laughs> uh, we are the children. So, <clears throat> then uh, Lily Allen, a British singer known more for her antics than her music, is born on May second. Very shortly, she so was my dad. Known, very shortly, she'll be known more for her brother than her yeah. music or very her true. antics. Who's her brother? Alfie Allen from Game of Thrones. Oh, yeah, really? She's the young. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. I've listened to a. I've heard a couple of her stuff on uh, on streaming. It's not. I don't. Go ahead. Sorry. It's not awful. No, that's okay. Yeah, that's pretty much what I was gonna say. It's like I don't dislike her music. I've got. A, I actually bought a CD of hers. I think her her first CD I bought. Yeah, it's not. I mean, it's poppy. It's not you know groundbreaking, but it's it, fun oh. to listen to. It is weird to hear her sing about her brother, like because she's got a song called Alfie. Yeah, that that and, is like funny. know who he is. It's all I've about how her younger brother sits in his room all day getting high, and she's worried that he's going to amount to nothing. Oh, that's <laughs> I've, funny. Now he's more popular than she is. <laughs> I've seen her antics. She likes to get them out a lot. She likes to show her antics when she's sunbathing. Yep. A lot. And lost she, both no, me no. and Mike. Yeah, yeah. I, I don't know where we're going with that. So anyway, no, just, Google. Because she, she does a lot of nude sunbathing, and paparazzi are always taking pictures of her. That's why she's kind of known more for that than her music. Yeah. And her drinking. Yeah. Oh, uh, yeah. Thank you, Google Image Search. <laughs> there, and there you go. Okay. I think Mike is still lost in Google. No, I accidentally went to Bing. I guess. Bing! Got all sorts of crazy shit. Uh, on May 8th, the 20th Academy of Country Music Awards are held. The Judds, Alabama, are the only acts to take home multiple awards, and George Strait wins. Uh-oh! A-O-T-Y. That's the acronym it, of the week. Yes, all of the yams. Oh! <laughs> you see, they gave statues to the Judds in Alabama. But they just gave George all of the yams that they had back in the commissary. Which, That's... incidentally, the head of the uh, Country Music Awards, uh, the, the committee, his name is Judson, Alabama. Yeah. So that's uh, Artist of the Year, right, Pat? Yes. Yes. Yeah. But the funniest part about this is I actually had a backup acronym ready in case Josh's wasn't 
good, and it was actually all of the yams. That's funny. Really? That no, I'm not kidding. <laughs> I mean, it's it's pretty obvious. I mean, Jim yeah. Strait deserves all of the yams. Yeah. <laughs> he probably still has some yams left over in a closet somewhere. Well, he got all of them. So yeah. Yeah. All yams have been coming from his closet ever since ever since then. There's... Yes, we've all actually been eating sweet potatoes because he has all of the yams. <laughs> And he doles them out only to those he deems, he deems worthy. <laughs> uh, George Strait is a keeper of the yams. <laughs> Karl Marx, though, was a German composer, conductor, and educator until May 8th when he died and then became nothing. Except dead. <clears throat> yeah, and funny enough, nobody mentioned ever in his entire life how his name was symbolic or so similar to someone else's. Okay, never... so this, you weren't just being an ass. That's a different Karl Marx. That is a different Karl Marx, yes. Okay. I thought you were talking about Groucho Marx. <laughs> yeah, also a different person, fun I fact. I was talking about Richard Marx. <laughs> <laughs> he's the same. He, he was the father of communism. Okay. This but he's not true. talking about Richard Nixon. No. Or Mark Henry. Wait, what? <laughs> Wait, so, where, anyway. Where, what? Movies. <laughs> Code of Silence. Gotcha and Jimkata are all released on May 3rd. Code of Silence is the number one movie. Why Jimkata wasn't? I don't know. I don't know why Gotcha wasn't. <laughs> Anthony Edwards' first attempt to shed his Revenge of the Nerds persona. Fun who fact, doesn't... We, we watched Gotcha in German class in high school because there was like four sentences in the entire movie. There's like some conversation in German, so our German teacher... Let us watch Gotcha. Wait, was that the paintball movie? Yeah. Yep. The one that he winds up turning, you know, getting caught up. It's a mixed, you know, you're the wrong guy type thing. The man with yeah, with a KGB or whatever. Yeah. Or... And they're playing paintball on campus, and not like Jim Cotta, where there's gymnastics and karate. Yeah. <laughs> one of these days, how did I know you were going to be the one that knew what Jim Cotta was? Because they're going to remake it someday, and it's going to oh, be God a smash no. hit. No, they're not. No, they're not. Star- starring Carrie Strug. <laughs> Why? Holy crap, this movie looks bad. Which, Jim Cotta? Which one? Yeah. Yeah, it's Jim Cotta? Oh, God, yeah. That movie's awful. I watched they, it with Dennis. It's terrible. Is, is this for real? They, it, they have to compete with Jim Cotta? Yes. To, well, the reason here, I'm, I'm looking at the, it says they have to compete in Jim Cotta because the United States wants to film a Star Wars movie in Parmistan. Yep. Parmistan. <sighs> It's like they drew plot points out of a hat. (laughs) (laughs) They came up with this movie by playing Mad Libs. (laughs) Oh, wait a minute. Maybe it's Star Wars like the defense. Yes. Oh, (laughs) that makes way more sense. Now the movie's totally gold. Yeah. Now we're good. (laughs) Josh is thinking like, I was like, what the fuck? How did they get Lucas to sign off on that? Yeah. <laughs> it's like, that's the most American thing they could come up with. We have to compete in this national thing so we can film another Star Wars. <laughs> I don't know. Tell them they're going to eat hot dogs or something. I don't know. Give them something American. You know, the movie Gotcha makes me think that at one point or another, because all of us were involved, we have to tell the listeners about the game of killer that we played on campus. Oh, God. Uh, we we need a good excuse to bring it up. Yes, Not, we we no, need to have a good we need to have a good reason to talk about it. But I think that would be a great conversation. Agreed. Anyway, in the either in the meantime, Clark Duke, American actor known for The Office, Hot Tub, Time Machine, and other comedies, is born May fifth. Clark Duke, you, you'll recognize him when you see him. Research Clark Duke. I'm just looking. Oh yeah, yeah, the, that guy, the kid. Yeah, awesome. He's pretty funny. Yeah, little doe faced funny kid. Yeah. 
uh, TV, guess what? The Cosby Show, Family Ties, and dun-dun-dun. Murder, she wrote, sneaks into number three. Yes, Angela Lansbury actually killed Cheers <laughs> to get there. She, she's the reason Coach had to leave. <laughs> um, also this year, the first episode of Saturday Night's main event is broadcast by NBC. It's the first time that professional wrestling had been broadcast by the network television since the 50s. And we've regretted it ever since. Oh, and the de- okay. the, did you and put- I've regretted it ever since. Did you put this in here for me? No. The, de- the debut of Robotech is March fourth, nineteen eighty five. Nice. I used to love Robotech. Mid May. Yeah, Robotech. Yeah, good stuff. Yeah. I always wanted one of those jets. Never seen it. What? I wanted At one of those cycles. Point, if you were going to watch it, you wouldn't want to watch the American Robotech. You'd want to go back and watch the translated Macross because they cut out. I know we've talked about the show before. Mm. They cut out a lot of the more adult things and we're just like, yeah, big robot war. Yep. Well, my introduction to it was like the little 20 minute snippets that would show between the live action scenes on the Bozo show. Yep. So the American like Transformer cut out the adult pop put in the show. And thank you for that racist interlude from Joel. That was almost finally, a really... <laughs> finally a show where I'm not going to say the most racist thing. <laughs> There's still time, Pat. <laughs> All right. On May 4th in sports, the uh, at the 111th Kentucky Derby, jockey Angel Cordero Jr. wins on Spend a Buck. Uh, Dave Con- Concepcion. Oh, that's the go. horse's yeah. name. What the fuck yes. is wrong with me tonight? <laughs> what did you think? I, was... I thought it was a game show. I was like, why is this in sports? <laughs> Spend a buck. That's the stupidest show title ever. And I'm like, oh shit, I just did it again. (laughs) It's going to be an awesome show. Uh, So Dave Concepcion becomes the fourth Cincinnati Reds player to get 2,000 hits. The others being Pete Rose, Tony Perez, and Cesar Cedino. (laughs) Let's say Cesar Cedino. Che Che Rodriguez. (laughs) (laughs) That says Chris Paul. How'd you get that that wrong? I thought it was a game show. Uh, Chris Paul of the <laughs> L.A. Clippers is born on May 6th. He is one of the top 10 players in the NBA. Tonight on Spend a Buck. Yes. <laughs> Here you go. I buy that for a dollar. <laughs> that would be the host. Oh, we have. Oh, man. It writes itself. Yeah. Another right, so million gonna... dollar idea. And then if you lose, Rob- Robocop comes out and shoots you. <laughs> right in the dick. <laughs> <laughs> yes. All right. So, on to the main show. Are we going to do this from 10 up to 1 or from 1 down to 10? I think Ooh. we should build up. We should build up to it, yeah. Okay. Wait, so, we're starting with Sade. Sade. Ah, crap. I queued up the wrong thing. <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> we should have queued yeah. Joel into this. <laughs> we'll, we'll fix that in post. <laughs> no, wait, I'll put the whole song. I'll put the, just keep going. We'll go. I'll we'll just put the uh, show in backwards. <laughs> what? what? Huh? Charlie will get it. <laughs> okay. All right. That's so, a secret success. Let's let's tailor everything towards Charlie. Yes. This is no longer our show. This is all Charlie's show. So we're doing the song first and then talking about it. Yes. Yeah. Let's let's hear a small snippet. No need to ask. He's a smooth operator. That was definitely Sade. Yeah. That was it. Yes, it was uh, Sade, uh, Smooth Operator, Aussie Aussie singles that hit 12, Dutch for some reason I've got here, 19, uh, came up to 10 
How do you actually pronounce her name? Does anyone really know? I believe it's Sade. Sade? Yes, that's how I would say it. Is it Sade or Sade? Sade. 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 Shark Day. No, that's Shark a bad day. day. Shark Day. Shark Day. Rawr. Uh, I'm looking it up on here to see if it has a pronunciation. So, uh, smooth. Sha Day. S H A S A S S H A H D A Y is the pronunciation on Sha Day. What letter is the Rar? There is no Rar. No? Okay. Well, Sade. Known for. No. You, say it. you know, Sadie, she's known for... I'm uh, not following your ways. <laughs> she's known for appearing on Spend a Buck. Yes. <laughs> she had she had more than one really popular song. The other one, uh, the other two being actually Hang On To Your Love, which is an 84 also, Smooth Operator, and then there was also The Sweetest Taboo. Ah, yes. I like this song. Yeah. Ain't yeah. bad. Yeah. Well, it proved that music was, you know, pretty open-minded then. I mean, it's kind of somewhere between, like, soul, jazz, and easy listening. Um, it doesn't really fit the mold of some of the other songs that were out there. So it, it's kind of a nice change of pace. Yeah, I think she, in general, always kind of made music for, like, people on a date or trying to get together. or We'll be making whatever. babies! Yeah, that sort of. <laughs> I don't know why that was Scottish. <laughs> <laughs> Ugh, that's baby making music. Ugh. Uh, yeah, it is. Uh, she had another single in 1999. I was is like, that, oh. is that the noise you make when you make babies? Not that you know of. Yeah, in 99, she did a single called By Your Side that was the same kind of like getting freaky, soulful, jazzy kind of shot. I get music. freaky with you. Yeah, like, like that. Was that. That, <laughs> was that freaky? Uh, <laughs> Master P have making babies. All right, so I like. I mean, I like that. It's she's known as kind of being like the smooth jazz. Singer. Yeah, yeah, which is good. I mean, it's not. I mean, it's one of those. I wouldn't listen to more than that. I can yeah. honestly say, I, out of uh, you know, besides this one and um, this one, I don't have any other Sade Sade songs. Yeah, this is one I, of the two songs. This is one of the two songs on this top ten that, like, I remember hearing it, but don't have any particular <clears throat> memory. Yeah. No. Yeah. Shall we move up? We sure. weren't making babies at that point, so we couldn't appreciate it. I was yeah. making babies. They just weren't fully done. <laughs> Ding. I was making them out of Play-Doh. The little light bulb wasn't working <laughs> at that point. All right. Next up, Left all Don Henley. Sock. Whoa. Nope. <laughs> That's why I never ran out of socks, because they were always making more. Uh, Don Henley, all she wants to do is dance. That's all she wants to do. I think this was a song about Paris Hilton. Well, no. have you have you seen the, the video? No. Yes. It's really weird. <laughs> Actually, I think I remember the video. Wasn't it like a bunch of uh, revolutionaries? Yeah, and there's like one heavy breather revolutionary that's chasing this girl around the whole time she's dancing. It's, I mean, it's the 80s. It's not like we had a lot of plot, you know, anything going on yeah. in the videos. But you know what this does show you? That even when they're broken up, the Eagles still make good music. Oh, yeah. yeah. This was a pretty good song. Strange I... lyrics, but definitely a, a good song. Yeah. It reminds me too much of Money for Nothing by Dire Straits. I he's could bite, see that. He's yeah. biting on his flow. A little bit. 
I, well, you know my thoughts on it. I'm sorry, Eagles are not. I just I don't I don't care for Henley. I don't care for them. You see, there, Unless, there are other Don Henley songs that I like much more than this. One. Yeah, like I, normally this would be the point where we jump in and, and jump all over Joel for his opinions. But yeah, th- this is not where I draw my line in the sand with Don Henley. It's yeah, it's I'm a not, good I'm song, not, but yeah, I'm not going to try to defend this too much. I mean, I it's a, yeah. it's a decent song, but it's not one of my favorites. Yeah, you know what I do like about this song is that if uh, my wife has a couple drinks and this comes on, she really likes it. Whoa. Whoa. Uh. Yeah. <laughs> That's some baby making music right there. Honey, get the sock. <laughs> so uh I I like it. Good stuff. Moving, Very moving 80s. onward and sort of upward. Yeah. Onward and onward. <laughs> All right. Next up on the hit parade, we've got the Commodores with Night Shift. I'm sorry, but what's not to like about that, Pat? Yeah. Seriously. Uh, it's, it sucks. I, I'm kind of oh. with Pat on this one. Like, this is the other song that I have no <laughs> strong association with. It's it's not terrible. I, I don't know that I'd go so far as to say it sucks, but it's kind of like, eh. Okay. Yeah, it's just a, I, very, it's a very blah song. It just, I mean... And this, I mean, this, this to me is, is uh, there are two theories I have. There's many theories I have, but there are two theories I have that this particular song adheres to or approves, whatever. One is, like I said, if you're, if you were a good band in the seventies, your eighties music sucks. And two, <clears throat> don't make a song that all the song is, is praising other people who make songs. What's wrong with that? It's a it's, tribute. Like, make your own damn song. Don't live off somebody else. Like, that's not a song. A song singing about all these other people that made great songs. It's He's not a singing, song. But it's not at all. But Okay, you know what? I can't believe I'm saying this, but I'm siding with Joel on this one. Yes! <laughs> I like this song. I like this song. I think this is a, a, you know, I don't think it's an amazing song, but I like it. I would listen to it. I mean, there's definitely some good melodies in there. Their voices haven't, like, gotten bad. And they're just singing about a, a guy that inspired them to sing. Well, then shut up and sing a song, then. Don't they're sing a singing song about, about Marvin Gaye, man. Yeah, I know who they're singing about. Marvin Gaye and Jackie Wilson. Yeah. But, I mean, and, it's a, you know, I love Marvin Gaye and Jackie Wilson, but I'll tell you what, if I want to hear something of theirs, I'm going to listen to them. Well, I'm not going to listen to the wait, Commodores sing about them. But it's not a cover. It's an original song, them singing about them liking them. Right, and, write another damn song. I, I think oh, it's come on. That's a lame excuse. Yeah, it is, I, it is I but like, it's my opinion. I, I, I don't like this song. That much, but otherwise, yeah, I, I, I can't, I can't follow you there, Pat. Yeah, I know. There, there are some other good songs <laughs> that are just about uh, how much the, someone is inspired by a type of music. Oh, I know. I've, I've, I've had this argument with several with several people in the past, and and they always throw in my face the fact that my favorite Stevie Wonder song is Sir Duke, which is all about Duke Ellington. Yeah, so and, I'm like, and I'm like, and I'm like, well, that doesn't count because if Stevie Wonder, he could do what the fuck he wants. <laughs> and the Commodores didn't earn that right too. No, once once Lionel Richie left him. No. <sighs> uh, next song. I mean, it's, it's they, like Gladys Knight left and the Pips started. They were like, yeah, we're still the Pips. I'm like, who cares? Dude, they wrote Machine Gun. Oh, so good. <laughs> All right, let's get a little Power Station action on. Now yes, we're getting please. into my genre. Coming up next on the Hit 100, the Power Station, Some Like It Hot, featuring Robert Palmer. Uh, yeah. 
Okay, this I, is by I have I have many, many things to say about this. Okay. This is this is by the band The Power Station, which is an amalgamation of Robert Palmer, the drummer from Cheek, Tony Thompson, and John and Andy Taylor from Duran Duran, and also uh Bernard Edwards from Cheek also was a studio side of producing. So Pat, I'm gonna give you a preemptive shut the hell up. <laughs> I like this shit. <laughs> I like Robert Palmer, and I like this them having just having fun with this song. Go ahead. Right, so this, no, I'm just first. I'm going to just tell you the story behind this song because it's a funny story. Um, <laughs> Duran Duran, you know, they decided to take a year long break um, and just kind of relax and do their, th- you know, their own things, and like they broke off into two distinct little areas, and you know, the two Taylor boys uh, did did a project. For I think it was Andy Taylor's then girlfriend, he he did this, wrote this whole song, and she was going to sing it, and he recruited everybody to to get in on it with him, and sh- they broke up before they actually started recording the song. Oops. So they just decided, well, let's just go ahead and do it. You know, we got this song ready, let's just record it. And uh, Robert Palmer was a studio singer at that point, and they just said, hey, do you want to come sing this song? So he sings the song, <clears throat> and they're all like, hey, that sounded pretty good. Let's make an album. So they lay down eight more tracks, like over the course of a couple months, and they put out this, you know, this, the power station and it pretty much starts robert palmer's career just because this girl happened to break up with andy taylor so and it starts robert palmer's career yeah which is awesome yeah well what yeah. what 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 yeah are you robert saying palmer. Yeah. oh god okay. yeah i have a couple of very clear memories of this song because 1985 i discovered when we were listening to this turned out to actually be a pretty big year for me i didn't own the album even though 85 must have been the year i got my columbia record and tape company like opening <laughs> 10 tapes or whatever <laughs> but this song is one of several along with like funky town Won't you and me too yeah, whenever I, in like 1985, 1986, was just a, a little guy taking taekwondo at the YMCA, Whoa. on the other side of the gym, beyond this wall that they had uh, set up between, there was an aerobics was it the class. Cobra Kai? Oh. No, it, it was an Sweep aerobics Sweep the leg, Joshy. Sweep the leg. It may have been Cobra aerobics, <laughs> but I remember. That's Cobra, Cobra size. <laughs> <laughs> as we're getting ready at the beginning of our class theirs were at, was ending on the other side of the wall and we could constantly hear some like it hot or funky town coming from the aerobics class as it was winding down nice also this one's for mike i don't know if you remember on one of the uhf channels there was a summer where they had like the rat pack paladin all of these like super guy action movies like five days a week in the middle of the summer uh, on this UHF station, and they play the Some Like It Hot commercial for that block of programming. Kind of. Yeah, because I ended up watching all of those old shows. That's a vague remembrance, because at this point, we actually had cable. Oh, uh, so okay. I don't know if I would been still would be watching the UHF oh, station, please. but I might have. <laughs> I recall seeing it, maybe watching it while I was at my grandparents' house. Oh, you only had UF stations? <clears throat> Dude, that sucks. All right, so here's my trivia question for you from for the power station. Okay. The power station did the closing credits for an Arnold Schwarzenegger movie. What movie was that? Um, but it had to have been later. I'm gonna go with Collateral Damage. No. Uh. Ooh, Predator. No. Uh, Total Recall. No. Over three. It was Commando. Uh, I, I should have guessed I Commando. Commando I knew that was the one reason I like Commando. <laughs> the answer's always Commando. <laughs> 
you know that song, We Fight for Love. Yes. That, yep. I, yep. I don't know that song. I thought that was the theme song from Jim Cotta. I know. Thanks, <laughs> to my, thanks to my friend, Other Mike, uh, that you guys have heard of, I actually have a CD with that song burnt on it it's in my car that just plays on repeat whenever he's here. <laughs> I, I've met other Mike. Yes. Remember, because when, when we met and we were all in the same room, you were all confused because you didn't know what to call us? Yeah. You're like, wait a second, other Mike. No, you're other Mike, because Mike is here. <laughs> all right. It's collided. That's, that's I, I like Power Station. They're fun. Yeah, they're not exactly deep, but Robert that's Palmer. Like one, of the, one of the weakest like power bands of all time, though. Oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I won't deny that. I mean, it's not amazing, but it is fun. Damn Yankees. Excuse me. <laughs> Shit. They at least got to number one. Yeah. All right. All right let's keep up. moving. All right. <clears throat> Next up on the hip parade with is Animotion with Obsession. That is the 80s in a nutshell. Yeah, it is. And it's still I, such a great song. It is. I have, a, I have a confession with regards to Animotion. Okay. You have the hots for Astrid Plane. No. Until today, I didn't actually realize Animotion and Human League were different bands. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you I can, the only one. That's, that's actually fairly common. I can forgive you for that. I can <laughs> yeah, forgive you for that. I totally thought they were the same band. Uh, people used to always, seriously, people used to always come up and request Obsession by Human League all the time. And I have to say, if you look at watch the video of this, Astrid, the female, vo- actually only female member of the band, looks like she's she looks like an like she should be working at a diner. She likes the fifth. She looks like she's fifty. <laughs> it's kind of like when uh, Romeo Void that, that came out and everybody. No, like, I'm talking about the original video. Back then, she looked like she was fifty. <laughs> He's not. He's not kidding. If, no. you, if you watch the video, yeah. she looks terrible. I'll have to watch yeah. it. Watch yeah. the she video. Looks a little. I don't know if you guys are fans of Twin Peaks. She looks a little like Lucy, the sheriff's secretary. Okay, I can see yeah. that. Yeah. The lead singer is very attractive, but the girl lead singer is not so much, and the bass player is really into it. Yeah. It's, it is... sounds like a soundtrack from a Michael Mann movie. Well, you know what? I hear this music, and immediately I think montage. Mm-hmm. Yeah. This is montage okay. music. Um, but I will give you being the new wave guy that I was back then. I this is was in my standard rotation. Yeah, this and uh, melt with you. Yep. Would you say it was an obsession? Uh, <laughs> no, because it was only on one cassette per mix. How many cassettes would you have per mix? Well, it depends on what girl I was making them. Michael's mix part seven. Because you make them, you put man. I'll tell you, you make them, you make a mixtape for a girl and put obsession on there. Shit. You're getting the second piece. Uh. <laughs> you get that's, a court that's a order. Soccer. <laughs> Stay away from me, you freak. I told you, you can't have any of my hair. <laughs> my obsession. Oh, right. Mike standing outside her window with a boombox above his head. Just sort of like walk over and give it to random women on the street. This is You're my you. obsession. He's got no, a he's court just, order. He's, 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 stand, he's standing outside her window holding a Walkman up over his head, and he's just got the headphones on. He's like, why can't you hear? This. <laughs> you know, okay. I want to. I want to throw this out here. You know what is something I really miss from the '80s and kind of the '90s is that pe- you can't make a mixtape anymore. I thought you were going to say you can. Enforcement but... of restraining orders. <laughs> <laughs> Statute of limitation. No, you can't. You can't really make. I mean, there used to be that you would make some. Joel, I know for sure that you've made your fair share of mixtapes. Oh yeah, I was. I was a master mixtape. Yeah, I mean, there was a lot of. I mean, I'm go- getting into you know. Uh, uh, high fidelity 
uh, oh, yeah. range for this. But you no, know, there's a different you know way you make a mixtape, and you can't just do that anymore. Now you just what do you do? You email them a playlist. Yeah, Thurston Moore from Sonic Youth wrote a great book about the mixtape, uh, so something to check out. But you're absolutely right. I mean, you can still make them, but not everybody has the capability to play them anymore. Um, and, you know, Mike, when he used to ask girls out, he'd hand him a waiver. <laughs> <laughs> you need to sign this first. How about we get a little, let's get stay a little bit in the uh, new wave music here. Joel, what do we have next? Next up, from the hit movie Chess, One Night in Bangkok by Murray Head. The chess bars in it all change. Don't you know that when you play at this level, there's no ordinary venue? It's Iceland or the Philippines or Hastings or you know, this place. I had to start it partway through because it has a long ass opening. But yeah, yeah opening a lot of these huge. songs do. I prefer it with the very, very long opening too. Actually, this. I love this fucking song. I unabashedly love this song. I, this is not a guilty pleasure. This is just a full on. I if this song comes on the radio for some reason or other, we are going to crank it up all the way and sing along to it because this is yep. just a great freaking song. And the world agrees because I'm looking at the uh, the Wikipedia for this, and the the musician is Murray Head. Mm-hmm. Australia peak position one. Austria two. Belgium one. Belgium. Uh, apparently they have another chart one. <laughs> <laughs> they have two. Can- West Belgium. Yes. Canada. They invented another chart to give it another number one. <laughs> yes. The Canada. Canada, one. Europe, uh, Euro chart hot 100, one. Germany, one. Netherlands. Oh, even the German judges love yeah. it. South Africa, one. Spain, one. Switzerland, one. All in the same week. And for this some reason what? or another in the U.S. Billboard hot black singles chart, it came up in 89. Wait, what? <laughs> That's what it says. It only got to three in the U.S. Billboard uh, hot dance disco charts for uh, U.S. Billboard. It got to five. Hmm. Yeah. I don't know. I, I I never like would turn it off, but it's not something I would actively want to listen to. That's I re- just me, though. I regret not going to see chess. Yeah, same here. It was a it was a it was a theater thing first, and they made it into a movie, right? Yeah. Was it a movie? I, I'm not. I'm not even entirely sure they made a movie out no, of it. No, they never made a movie. It was never a movie. It was always a musical. Yeah. Oh, I thought they made a movie out of it at some point. I'm looking it up because I'm curious. No, it's uh, One Night in Bangkok, song originally sung by British actor and singer Murray Head, uh, Swedish singer, singer and songwriter Jesus uh, Anders Glenmark does the chorus and is the 84 concept album for the musical Chess. I stand corrected. Now, it was composed by former album members. Huh. That wouldn't yeah. surprise me. Of Benny Anderson and Bjorn Olivas. And the lyrics were written by Tim Rice. <laughs> of what fame? The Lion King. Oh yeah, and every other Disney movie that's before. True. That that's why I know that name. So I mean, it's it's got all the components. Yep. <laughs> you know, and it's not got uh, that guy that uh, did the Phantom of the Opera. No, Andrew Lloyd Webber. <laughs> Thank you. I couldn't think his name all of a sudden. Uh, I love this song. I do. Yeah, too. it's a good song. The next Thanks. two are are entirely entirely eighties riddled. Oh yeah. I don't know the the next song. Oh, talk about one that that if it comes on, I won't turn it off. But oh yeah, it immediately takes you right back. Oh yeah, and okay. After this is over, what is it? I wanted to find. I want to know from all of you, what is it that you do when, <laughs> when this song comes on? You know okay. what we do. I know what you do. I want to hear it out loud. Okay, go ahead, Joel. Oh, and real quick, I have to note that uh, over half the the list of Billboard at 1985 was soundtrack songs. Yeah. 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 So. This was a big year for soundtracks. You had a Rocky Four, <laughs> which I owned, St. Elmo's Fire, which I owned. Yeah. Breakfast Club. Oh, yeah. Yeah. So we got Simple Minds with Don't You Forget About Me. 
So good. What does everybody do? Of course, we I'm raise our fists in the air. Yeah, absolutely. Yes. <laughs> that is John Bender style. That is unless, of course, you're doing the library dance because you think it's the wrong song. That's true. <laughs> I don't yeah, know. I, if you're really I confused, aspired. you think you're dancing in a warehouse. <laughs> right. <laughs> I, I was talking about that weird, that weird like marching dance that they're all doing across the library tables. Right. Oh, yeah. yeah. The toe to heel thing or whatever. Yeah. yeah. The tequila. Yeah. yeah. Oh, okay, wait. No, so that's a different movie. Here's, here's something for this. So <laughs> this was originally uh, produced by Keith Forzey. For the from the Nina Hagen band, so but that's not important. So listen to this: the guy who who produced it, he originally came to the Fix, Brian Ferry and Billy Idol, and asked them to record it. All three declined. Billy I- Idol later did a cover of it in uh, his 2001 album. Uh, they also asked Simple Minds. They said no, but then A&M, their label, uh, told them to do it, so they did it, re- rearranged it, recorded it in three hours, and then forgot about it. But, but that says in the title, don't no, don't forget about it. <laughs> you idiot. They did it, not me. But I, uh, this is just a great, great song. Timeless, in my opinion. Oh, yeah. The video is de- definitely very 80s, though. Oh, the video is very 80s. But this is but then again, this is like if you if you think of like, say, top five songs that are in that emulate the 80s, this is in it. Sure. That, that, probably. that could just instantly transport you back to high school. Oh, yeah. Yeah, completely. So good. It just makes me happy whenever I hear it. I have it on my my iPod and, uh, on an '80s mix that I've gotten. Uh, that and anything by Tears for Fears, and I'm happy. Yeah. Now this next one makes me very happy. Probably as happy as it makes Pat sad. <laughs> <laughs> Are we talking about the glow? The glow? The glow? Almost. Let's go. All right, we've got El Barge, or just Debarge, with "Rhythm of the Night." Okay, the video maybe not so much, but what's wrong with that, Pat? Seriously, no song in the top ten should ever have steel drums in it. For one, oh, my oh God. you are so wrong. Uh, this this <laughs> song, Kokomo, come on, that's horrible. <laughs> this song just makes me happy. I can remember being like little. 10, 11 year old kid just playing it over and over again because I had the whole album, but this was the only good song. Uh, yeah, it definitely is you, the only did good you like song. You like Who's Johnny that. also? Yeah. Yes. Who's Who didn't no. like Who's Johnny from Short Circuit? Okay. Yeah. And this was Pat, come on. And that's Who's Johnny? Who's Johnny is from one movie. This is from another movie. What was it? Oh, this is from Footloose. Nope. Yeah. No. Nope. The Last Dragon. The Last Dragon. Yeah. We talked about the glow to the glow, the glow, glow, the glow. Never heard. Yep. This trying is, to claim and, you've never seen it now. What in Footloose then? What? Yeah. Oh, between this, uh, uh, dancing in the sheets. That's the song yes. that was in Footloose. Yeah, that's a bad song. That's a terrible song. This is a this is a fun, happy. It, there's nothing. That's to why it. I hate it. There's it's nothing but <laughs> it's nothing but cotton candy. But I am with Josh on this one. That this is one that comes on and it makes you happy. And I'm looking at my kids now, and this is on their playlist. Why? Because it's a fun song. It's fun to sing to, and it's just it's just a fun song. That's all it needs to be. Yeah, there's nothing of substance to it at all. Yes. If no one can see me, I'm totally dancing when the song comes up. Oh, I don't it's, care. That's what I wrote in my notes. It's not going to change the world, but I'm going to dance with. When nobody's looking. Yeah. I mean, yep. In the meantime, Pat's listening to Comfortably Numb for the 38th time. <laughs> <laughs> Pat's listening to Hotel California. That's an awesome song. Yeah. Wow. That is a great yeah, song. Yeah, like you say that like that's insulting. 
All right, let's get our uh, Madiquit lingerie <laughs> on the outside on the next now, song. Charles Grodin. <laughs> <laughs> uh, let's talk about Will Arnett some more. Uh, okay, next up, a personal favorite of mine still, Madonna, Crazy For You. What's wrong with that song? And somebody, what's wrong with it? Yeah, because it brings up. Okay, okay. It's a. I won't. I won't lie. I love the song. It's a great song. Tell. Raise your hand if the first thing that pops in your head is awkward middle school slow dancing. Of course. (laughs) (laughs) She's got her hands on your shoulders. Your hands are on her hips, and you're both rocking like clocks that are running too slow. (laughs) (laughs) The weird thing is, is like I I don't hate the song, but I am. Uh, Madonna is one of my guilty pleasures. Like, I was a fan of Madonna way past when it was acceptable to still like Madonna. We're talking like 1998, she's doing Ray of Light. I'm on board. 2000, she's doing her cover of Don McLean's American Pie. I am still a fan. But this, like, doesn't crack my top 20. It's an okay song, but, I actually kind of still like Madonna in a way. Yeah. I mean, not, it's not like any kind of you know passion that I used to have. I mean, she used to be you know one of my top artists, but I mean, I don't hate her now. I, She's insane. Well, yeah, <laughs> She's yeah. eating souls. Uh, obviously, I mean, you could tell by looking at her that she. I I was madly obsessed with Madonna until Shut Up and Dance, and I I mean that was all I listened to. The very first cassette I ever bought, probably the very first album I ever bought. Period was was uh, the self-titled Madonna with Borderline and Lucky Star and all that on it. I just... Yeah, it was a great album. I was a huge fan, and um, I still love listening to her music. I never really got too much into the later stuff, but I respected what she was doing and that she was out there making music and doing what she wanted to do. Um, so, yeah, mad respect for Madonna. Love her. And I like this song. Yeah. I don't, yeah. yeah, I like this song because, I mean, I mean, it's not her best song by far, but I think just the just the... The memories of what's going on around this. I think we should come up with some sort of bet where the, out of, between the four of us, the loser has to sing that song in karaoke and Gen Con. Oh, we got to find a place. Um, so um, Madonna's in my range. Just yeah, so probably if, not this song. If you're uh, going to go down to Gen Con, let us know if you'd like to see the four of us idiots get up and do karaoke for you. <laughs> because chances are we won't need a lot of encouragement. Nope. We're nope. idiots. And we love microphones. Yeah. And yeah. And remember that time that you and I, Josh, uh, controlled the entire bar by singing uh, Bare Naked Ladies together? Yes. That was a lot of fun. I, I think if I do karaoke at Gen Con this year, I will do something surprising, which y- none of you have ever heard me do karaoke, but I have done before. You're going to do Wiz Khalifa? Not that surprising. <laughs> Almost that surprising, though. Oh, okay. So Kanye, Jesus walks. Uh, yeah. <laughs> He said surprising, not shit-tastic. Um, <laughs> I have to say, even though I know we're not talking about the videos, but this is the one video on the whole list that is a giant commercial. I mean, like, from the beginning to the end, it's one big commercial for Vision Quest. Yeah. <laughs> a movie just, that was very, very adequate. Yeah. Matthew yeah. Modine. Uh so uh, we're the, right. oh oh I was gonna say the next song before we get into it I'm have, starting it just a little bit into it otherwise it's got a really long intro so it's gonna kick in kind of at a weird point but Fair what enough. were you gonna say I was just saying are, are we ready to move on to the number one for 1985 Yep and number one USA for Africa with We Are the World. Oh, 
Yep. Uh, those were simpler times back when we thought that we could solve the problems in Africa with a song and a bucket of money. Yeah. This song, would like every time I hear it, it just, it's just so important to me. I, I, you guys who have kids, did, did your kids ever find that song that they played so often that you couldn't stop them from playing it because they loved it so much, but you started to hate it because they play it so much? Oh, yeah. <laughs> this for me, this was that song. I played it over and over and over again. This was probably the first song I ever did that with. Hmm. And I can just recall Easter Sunday, like before going out to church and then with the family, just playing We Are the World, just back to back, nonstop, over and over and over again. Yeah, the one I did that with was What's New Pussycat? <laughs> <laughs> wow. Uh, I don't know that I have one like that that I can think of, but. Uh, mine, but it was like REM and really depressing. <laughs> He's playing uh, Losing My Religion over and over again? Yeah, pretty much. Mine was I'm Windy by Concrete Blonde. You, <laughs> no, you said it was What's New Pussycat. Well, <laughs> 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 this song you can't deny. I mean, at the time, it was like the Avengers of music. I mean, they had every yeah. big name person on the planet. Quincy Jones called in every favor he ever had. And assembled basically the top performers that existed in order to people showed up that he didn't even invite. (laughs) Well, and if you see the video again, we're not talking about the video, but Willie Nelson has no idea what's going on. And I think he just (laughs) wandered in with Kenny Rogers. Like they were out getting some chicken and he's like, dude, come on in. And he was there just picking up and he's like, what's going on? (laughs) Right. He had no clue what's happening, but. I mean, and we talked about this right before the show, and we have to mention it again, I think. But initially, you feel like Michael Jackson is the star, but then Stevie Wonder steps in. It's all over, man. And that's, oh, yeah, and he just crushes it. That's the thing. If you put anybody that can destroy Michael Jackson for star power is Stevie Wonder. Uh, of course, now it's even easier because he's dead. Yes. Yeah. Stevie Wonder's not dead. <laughs> Motherfucker. <laughs> Uh, Michael Jackson, I know, but it, no, it's it's a it's a classic song, and it stands as an example of something that really hadn't been done at that point. I mean, it was a new concept. Yeah, it was, was the first time that a bunch of celebrities had like joined together to like use all their star power for good. And look what happened. We they got an awesome song. Yeah. Yeah. And Africa is like totally a first world country now. Like they're competing, <laughs> and they cured all of Africa's woes. <laughs> yep. Everything's good in Africa. Quick, don't look over there. So I have to ask though, Josh. I'm curious. What what is it about this song that like is so? What is it that they did love about it so much? Yeah. What was it? I don't know. I mean, maybe it was just the 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 group of people they got together. That I mean, it's an hour just blew your brain. Yeah. Plus, it's an undeniably catchy song. It had a positive message behind it. And like even now, I hear it, and I, I like remember a time where for me everything was just simpler. Yeah. Is there a favorite part of it for you? Like a certain artist that stands out. It's really difficult because, I mean, it's difficult. Like that first Lionel Richie line is a big one. Michael's first singing. And then you've got, of course, when Stevie Wonder just like, oh, you think the song's over? Now it's time to let the blind man drive. (laughs) (laughs) Did you have the making of video, like that half an hour documentary thing? I had it all. I was like obsessed with this song. So you actually did support the, the cause then? Yes. Neat. It's such an interesting thing that I never would have known. Yeah, I mean, if we weren't talking about it in particular, like whenever I hear the song, I'm transported back to that place. But it's not like I still have any of the stuff for it. Yeah. Well, you should get it back. I should. I, I should find an original. I, I don't know if I had it on. I probably had it in cassette and on like a small, like uh, the mini single LP. I think I had a. I think I had both. It's so weird. 
I mean, I love it. It's a great story, but just kind of weird little thing. That's like me telling my story about uh, Suzanne Vega's Tom's Diner. Um, I blew my car speakers to that song. <laughs> what? <laughs> I had a little 84 Ford Escort and uh, I hadn't put the same a, when you had a college. Yeah, but I hadn't put the nice speakers or the or the Kenwood or Alpine pullout stereo in it yet. I hadn't upgraded it to a better sound system. Don't ask me why, but I it just was playing the factory installed system and that song came on and I turned the bass down really low and I cranked it up and I blew my speakers. Okay, I had to just turn my mic off for a minute because when Joel started his story with I blew, I thought the sentence was going to end differently. I thought it was going to be a really shocking revelation. It kind of was. Yeah, no shit. All right, I need a break. How do you how do you blow your speakers to that, that's like blowing your speakers to everybody wears sunscreen. <laughs> that was later. Oh god. All right, break guys. All right, everybody, we are back, and we are going to take on the uh, top 10 now. So for our top 10 now, we're looking at, actually, like I, the joke at the begin, top of the show, we are looking at the Billboard Hot 100, which is what we were doing for the first half of the show as well. But uh, it's for this specific week, and that means a lot of pop music. And I know last week uh, I was talking about how when I was in my car, I'd frequently have XM on and uh, listening to comedy. Well, if I have uh, a passenger in the car while I'm driving, I typically am going between one or two of the pop stations. So there's a lot of the stuff that's on this list that I was already pretty familiar with. Yep. Same here with the satellite radio. I listen a lot to stations two and three and so yeah. I, yeah, I know a couple of the songs, but I for me it was kind of neat because it was a uh, a lot of them were brand new and things I've heard about, but I've never listened to. So I I, I like that. Yeah, I listened to I knew a couple of them, just like Joel. Not a lot of them, but shall we start from the bottom and work our way up? All right, making a return appearance from last year, one of the funnier looking men of music right now, <laughs> Ed Sheeran with "Thinking Out Loud." Touch of a hand. Well, me, I fall in love with you every single day. And I just want to tell you I am. So, honey, now, take me to Okay, so last year, I may have said some words <laughs> about Ed Sheeran. I believe the exact phrase I used was gigantic ginger infant. <laughs> um <laughs> I feel kind of bad about that now because in the last six months or so, Ed Sheeran has totally converted me into a fan. Uh, this this isn't the song that did it. The song that actually did it was a song, Don't. Okay. Uh, I don't know if you're familiar with it. It's da, 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 da. constantly playing that. And everything I read about this guy, he's apparently just like the most down-to-earth, awesome human being ever. Exactly. Mm-hmm. Did you I see, was a, oh, oh sorry. Go ahead. Uh, did you watch the video for this? Well, because I watched all these on YouTube when I listened to them on YouTube when I was on the train and watched the videos to it. And this one, the 
he, there, there's a whole video of him dancing with this girl, but there's also a back, like how it was made video that goes along with it about him learning because he's not at all a dancing type in this. But it, he, all this whole backstory of the video about how he learned to dance and to do all this stuff, and he just seems really cool. And yeah, this, you know, for most of these songs, I personally didn't watch the videos, but if in the case where it was a song I was already very familiar with, I got curious and watched a couple of the videos, and this was one of them. Well, yeah. He looked like a good dancer when I saw it. I was like, whoa. But the the song we played last year, I uh, I forgot the name of it, Damn or something. I don't know, mm-hmm. um, is is by far his worst song. And I was a fan last year, um, primarily because of his duet with Taylor Swift. But uh, he's a talented young guy. And yeah, I, everything I've seen and heard about him, he's just this really genuinely good guy. Yeah. And Taylor Swift, I know, is like his best friend. And we've got another artist with a Ed Sheeran connection coming up later in this top 10. But this is just a great song. I mean, he's a he's a very pl- pleasant singer songwriter. It's nothing offensive or weird or gonna maybe you know I don't know. It's just it's just good solid songwriting. It's good. You know music. you know what almost reminds me of is uh almost has a little bit of the uh, let's get it on feel to it. <laughs> I mean just I mean just in the music in the chorus right. to it. I got gotcha. you. You you get that you get that that um the chords that start follow almost start following let's get it on. And it's I, I like this song. I think it's really good. Pat, and I was and I was thinking Edward McCain. I what, where you were going with that at first, but yes, Pat, what? Yeah. I think it sucks. <laughs> no, I'm kidding. It was it, it was fine. I didn't I didn't love it or hate it. I thought it was I thought it was good. It was enjoyable. I'm, yeah, yeah. I didn't, I didn't really I didn't really like I said didn't really hate it or love it. It's good background music. Yeah, I would agree with that. Hey kid, you got talent. I wouldn't I wouldn't mind listening to a little more of what he has to offer. I guess, well, dude. If you haven't heard the song, don't. I, I am a, a big fan, and actually, I'm going to return to that uh, subject when we hit to the uh, artist who the song "Don't" is about, Uh-oh. who is also in this top ten. If you hear the song "Don't," Pat, or if you do, it's Wiz Khalifa, isn't it? Do hear the song? Don't. <laughs> yes, yes, it's Wiz <laughs> Khalifa. Oh boy! All right, let's not talk all right. About Wiz Khalifa. What's the next one, Joel? All right, now this is one that I didn't hear until just a little bit ago because this is the one that made it on this this week's top ten, but not last week. Uh, this is T Wayne. With nasty freestyle. You already upset, got a tiger as a pet. I just took him to the very homie. I've been making hits. I'm the rap Derek G to let your bitch ride on me like she was on the feeder. If the pussy ain't good, then I probably won't feed her. Little homie, you can keep her cause I really don't need her. I ain't worried about me. I think that's enough. Was was he supposed to sound like an Alabama redneck? Well, okay. Uh, <laughs> this, I, I definitely agree that this is nasty freestyle. I just don't think that it is meant in the same way. To well, me and he probably did freestyle this, which I guess is something. But mm. aside from the fact that the show is overwhelmingly incredibly white, <laughs> I actually listen to a fair amount of pop rap and independent rap. But I am not a fan of Young Money or Brick Squad, which are two of the up and coming pop rap like. I, I don't know if you'd call them studios or groups where you've got a bunch of artists under one banner, uh, maybe labels. Yeah, and that's T- probably more accurate. Yeah, T. Wayne is part of the Brick Squad label, and I just I've never found anything particularly interesting there. There are kind of in the same style of Young Money's, Lil Wayne's punchline style rap where they constantly come up with these rhymes that even rhyming isn't all that important. They just want to say something that sounds like they're clever. But in general, I think they kind of even fail at that. 
I'm the shit crowned by the toilet. What? Okay. He's not even the first one to make that horrible, horrible, crappy reference. Like <laughs> talking about shit. Like Wayne did that like two years ago, and I, I don't even think he's very good. I don't know. I, I really I just, don't I just think it's, it. I, I think it's just a sad state for the world of rap and hip hop that this is in the top ten. Mike? Yeah. I I'm still amazed. I don't like this at all. <laughs> He's, he's like a little kid, like spitting something out of his mouth. Like, yeah. yes. <laughs> I'd have been yeah. shocked if you liked it, Mike. Honestly, yeah, I would have been shocked and probably brain dead if I had liked it. <laughs> Mike's like, holy crap! I just heard my new favorite song. It just flicks a switch in his head, and suddenly he becomes all gangster. <laughs> just that would have to be a pretty big friggin' switch. <laughs> uh, you already sound Mike, like Master P. Mike starts. I'll show Brook Squad. <laughs> Uh, it's going to happen. Oh. Awesome. <clears throat> All right. Moving on, then. Next up on our hit parade, we have uh, a, a guy that really has kind of come a long way recently. Uh, Jason Derulo with Want to Want Me. All right. I have to make the comparison to somewhere between Jamiroquai and R. Kelly. And I could totally hear this playing at Old Navy. And I gotta, <laughs> I, I gotta admit, I like it. It's catchy. It's, it's got a catchy tune and you can dance to it. He, I, and he's a nice little dancer. I liked it at the beginning, and then the longer it went on, the more I didn't like it. It, it should have been 45 seconds shorter. Yeah. <laughs> It, uh, and uh, some amazing lyrics. I gotta go. Where are my keys? Out the door. Back of the cab. Shut the door. The tie my shoe. Pay the cab. I don't. <laughs> smells. It's, like... it's like a stream of consciousness as he's drunk going home from the club. Yeah. Uh, but you could hear it at Old Navy, right? I mean, seriously. Yeah. No. No. I completely agree with you. you. This is sidewalk. Yeah. <laughs> this part uh, of the lyrics. See, I kind of like Jason Derulo, but this song is only okay. It's like okay, yeah, he showed up, and that's technically a song. Yeah, that's it. Kind of feels like a uh, uh, contract obligation song. Is what it feels like. Yeah. yeah, I mean it's it's okay. I don't like hate it, but I, I've actually heard some of Jason. The baby, we need something that the soccer mom's gonna love. They gotta <laughs> listen to it while they're at Old Navy it's, and going to Home Depot. I, I find it hard to believe that he would say he poured his heart into this song. I'm sorry, it's better than Wiggle though. Come on. Yeah, that's yeah. true. Oh, see, I didn't like that song, and I was like, dude, this dude is God needs a ham sandwich. But <laughs> yeah, but I liked Talk Dirty. Uh, yeah, I, I Marry like Me was all right. Meh, yeah, I don't, I, meh, I could take or leave that song. Yeah. I think that, that, I know, again, videos aren't the, what we're doing, but I think that partially was a little bit of an influence. But I mean, if I heard it, the the, the chorus is hooky and catch enough, catchy enough that it hits that sweet spot for me anyway. Yeah. And a good pop song is a good pop song. But I don't think this one's going to last. It's not going to be something that no. five, ten years down the road anybody's going to be listening to. No. It's yeah. like the, I like it, Dino from the 80s. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> nice reference. <laughs> Nice. And I think that's like the new album is kind of like that. Like anything that I thought was worth listening to from Derulo was probably from Tattoos, which was the album before this. So you, you said the same thing, Pat, last year. I remember you said that. Mm -hmm. That's not true at all. <laughs> I'll agree with it. All right. Um, so. The next song, I'm I'm speeding up just a little bit to get us to the good part. Uh, this is Ellie Goulding with Love Me Like You Do. Fading in, fading out on the edge of time. 
Now, this is one of the first of two of our rape rock songs from the film Fifty Shades of Grey. (laughs) Okay, I hear this song probably, I don't know, a dozen times a week because it's in heavy rotation on the pop stations. And every time I hear Love Me Like You Do, I can't help think this is the chick who screwed over Ed Sheeran while they were dating and he was completely in love with her to go off and have sex with one of the members of One Direction. And then he turned around and wrote an awesome song about it that totally put her on blast and became like huge pop hit. Don't you? Yeah, but but come on. It's One One Direction. They're adorable. How can you blame her? (laughs) Oh, that Harry. Oh. So, yeah, when when I heard that, oh, don't is a true story and it's come out that it's about Ellie Goulding and uh, Taylor Swift uh, apparently told us here. It's like, you know, I don't care what I do to you. If if I ever make you that mad, please just talk to me. Don't write a song. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, says the woman who did, made a career out of writing songs about it. Yeah. When, when she's saying, damn, that's cold. Yeah, yeah. exactly. <laughs> That's yeah. like Mike Tyson telling you, hey, maybe you better, you know, you better keep a calm head. <laughs> <laughs> right. I don't know. I mean, I don't hate it. I wouldn't buy the CD or anything, but it's it's not offensive or anything. And she's got a pleasant voice. And if if you can separate it from Fifty Shades of Grey, I mean, I'm this okay is, with it. This is funny enough. My uh, seven-year-old niece's favorite song right now. Hmm. This one? Yeah. Oh, huh, interesting. Really? Yep. Has she seen the movie? <laughs> You guys called me out for not being funny. So, no, you're making up for it this week. That's for sure. Trying to we better do that every week. (laughs) You suck. You're not funny. (laughs) Uh, shut up. Did you say anything about it, Mike? I don't remember. Yeah, yeah. I'm here, and there's really nothing. And I tried to watch the video on the train, and then it had some weird parts, and I had to put the phone down because I don't want the guy next to me to think I was like doing something. She's like this generation's Bjork. No, 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 not even remotely close. Where the hell did you get that? I could I say wanna, I just wanted to get Joel riled up. <laughs> I would say like Maybe Taylor Lauper. No, not even Cindy Lauper. Cindy Lauper was even fun. Serious. I just was throwing something out to like. That's Joel. the first name that came to your head. She's this generation's Doris Day. All right. So next up, this one's going to be an interesting hey, one to if, talk about. Joel, if you got anything that's kind of uh, middle of the road and mediocre for the next song. Well, yeah, this this next one's going to create some interesting conversation. Um, so we're just going to say this is Sugar by Maroon 5. Maroon Five, you you want to talk about a band that is made for the soccer moms of the world to like love and listen to while they're driving to school to pick up their children? This that is, is what Maroon Five has become. They used to actually kind of be a rock band, but they've you know they've well, kind of been neutered ever since Adam Levine went on X Factor. If you haven't been following their career on the radio all the way through, like if you just jump from "She Will Be Loved" to "Sugar," you're going to be like, "What the hell happened?" As I'm raising my hand right now, 
Yeah, that's the thing is I've been listening to the radio the entire time, at least being conversant about pop music, even if it's not always my favorite. And this was a very gradual process getting mm-hmm. from these. Uh, you could hear it like one song at a time it went in this direction. And I and then I suddenly could, they introduced auto tune into the band. And, yeah, mm. and I mean, it went I, downhill from there. I like it. It's okay. It's pop music. I don't. Yeah, it's dancey and all that kind of stuff. It's it, exactly it, it, what it's it supposed definitely, to be. Yeah, it checks off all the boxes. Yeah, okay, so here's where I'm going to take Pat's theory on me and kind of throw it out the window because I've got no problem with Maroon 5. Again, as I, as I said earlier, a good pop song is a good pop song, and these guys can write a catchy hit, whether it's. But they're not popular enough. Well, whether what they were, yeah, they are. They're, For you to hate them. They're like if, huge. if they suddenly became like, you know, selling no, out huge. Super Bowl halftime shows and shit. They could. Like, yeah, I, I, they're, they they're kind of on the Katy Perry level. Uh, he, he's got a pretty good case for this being the exception. I'm not saying your rule's wrong. I, I'd say it's wrong, they, but I'm just saying that yeah, they are kind of huge. I guess I do have yeah. to because Adam Levine, well, a, Adam Levine is bigger than Maroon 5. Hey, yes. he's selling autographed guitars at Target. <laughs> exactly. No, the dude, they, they, that's just it. They've marketed themselves well and they have the talent, I think, to back it up, honestly. And I think their first albums kind of established that. And now they're just kind of, I think, like you said, they're kind of probably getting into that phase where they're kind of coasting with what's popular and, and following it. But that's smart marketing. If you're in a band to make music and make money, then they're doing it the right way. If you're in a band yeah, to make music that most, you want to make, in it for, yeah. then it's not. But I, I got money, right? <laughs> yeah, he's getting plenty. I got no problem yeah. with it. I, I, I like it. It's fun. It's upbeat. In your abs- Yet you I, don't like the Eagles. <laughs> that's not the same thing. Um, and you're right about the soccer moms. I mean, it totally is something that they'll jam and be like, oh, I like Maroon 5 and I'm mm-hmm. cool. And why, yeah. do, why do soccer moms sound like Cartman in your world? <laughs> <laughs> When's the last time you talked to a soccer mom? It's a bit of a 90s throwback, this particular one. Do you like, see you, where I live? That Jamiroquai <laughs> kind of thing you again. But yes, I've been to your home many times. Yeah, they're all over the place, man. All right. It's we true. ready to move on? Yeah, let's keep it going. All right. Next up, this one was brand new to me. I'd never heard of this band or anything, but uh, the band is called uh, Walk the Moon. The song is called Shut Up and Diggity Dance. All right. Now, this is one where if if you're going to watch the videos, people watch the video. Oh, my God. Like this, this song. I just I love the song so much. <laughs> I thank you, Josh. I was wondering who was going to break first. This is so much. I like this one. If like wow. if it wasn't for We Are the World and if this might have been my favorite of the entire 20 and I'm not even kidding. Huh? Really? Like I, I walk the moon came to town like a couple of weeks ago and I was actually like, man, if I'd had tickets, I would have wanted to go see them. Wow. Like I really like this song. I look forward to it. Like it's on several of the pop stations. Uh, I, I'm happy that I hear this one a dozen times a week. Huh. Yeah. This and is, uh, I, the video. Yeah. It's fun. It made me love it even more. Like the whole line backless dress and some beat up sneaks. The fact that they had the chick in the video in that backless dress with the beat up converse so cool <laughs> and it's and the whole the whole video reeks of 80s beyond belief i mean just the it's it's 
it it reminded. Well, I think part of the reason I enjoyed it so much is because it reminded me of the happy songs from the first ten songs of the uh, of the show. You know, yeah. it reminded it reminds me of the you know rhythm of the night type happy. You know, this is something that you can you know you're cleaning house, got it playing, you're dancing and doing whatever. You're it's it's a good happy song. Now let's hear why Pat hates it. <laughs> right? Yeah, Pat. Why do you hate it? Because it's awful. <laughs> no, I'm kidding. Well, I, I changed. I like. I, I actually like this song. So. I, I, hate to, I hate to disappoint you and not hate it, but I do like it. <laughs> there is no dissenting voice. Uh, yeah. I'll let the moon shut up and this dance. Is a, this is a perfect pop song. It really is. I, I didn't say anything yet. Uh-oh. Um, Uh-oh. I, I haven't decided. Honestly, I like the video, but I, I can't tell if I like it or not. I mean, it's it's fun and it's upbeat, but I don't know. It, it I, I think if I listened to it again, I probably would enjoy it and I wouldn't turn it off. But I don't feel quite as adamant about it as you two do. Well, I mean, I think that a lot of it is getting the story. Like uh, whenever I hear the song, I can remember being single and having that kind of moment where you like oh, clue in on the girl and you think like I'm going to be with her forever. You're having fun. And the whole like she's like, shut up, stop being an idiot and dance or just stop being awkward and kiss me. That whole kind of thing. Stop it thinking a, so much. Yeah. It tells a very familiar story to an upbeat, catchy tune. Yeah. So. I can agree with that. I don't hate it at all. I, I think it's it's a good song. I just it didn't hit me like the same way some of the other ones did. So sure. um, you did hear it the first time tonight. Now I've been listening to it like since November. Uh, that one actually I heard on Tuesday. I listened to that. Um, there's only one video out of the new ones that I watched all the way through, though. And we'll get to that in a minute. But next up on our Ray Brock classics, it is <laughs> Earned It from Fifty Shades of Grey um, by The Weeknd. I hate that video, by the way. Okay. I didn't watch video, so I didn't Pat, care for the song to, to look the video up. How about how about you start us with this one? So we've all been talking. Me? Yeah. 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 I, I mean, well, this is a bad one to pick for me because I really don't have much of an opinion on this song because I listened to it the one time. Didn't care for it and didn't really bother to listen. Uh, some of these I listened to, most of them I listened to twice, but that one I didn't bother. It just, I don't know, it just seemed very disjointed and like when it did its first breakdown you know like would have you know i thought it was going to turn into something and it just never did i don't know it just felt like it was building up to something that never actually accomplished like it couldn't get started yeah yeah i don't know see i i hear this one a lot and i'm not a huge fan of this song but i'm thinking of like where the weekend would be if it was when i was in high school and i, I kind of feel that like if i in probably saturday 19- and sunday if I was like a nineteen, a forty-year-old dude in 1992, and I heard Boys to Men, I probably wouldn't have been all that impressed either. And I kind of feel that this sort of music, because well, there, there are no Bell Bib DeVoe, yeah. I, I, I what I'm saying is, I kind of think the weekend is like Boys <laughs> to Men me bad. now, or Color Me Bad. Yeah, that same kind of thing. It's the similar kind of music where it's poppy R and B without a whole lot of substance. But like, I loved Boys to Men and Color Me Bad back in the early '90s, so I can't judge this song too harshly. Yeah, I definitely agree with the comparison to Color Me Bad, but I don't know about Boys to Men because Boys to Men actually had talent. Okay, Color Me Bad's probably a little better. Yeah, <laughs> yes, Boy, Boys to Men had things like harmonies. Yeah, and, sure. Yeah, and some and talent, and songs, <laughs> and talent. I don't know. I, this one just bothered me. I just the whole thing about it. Just it, I agree with you, Pat. It felt like it never got started. The lyrics were kind of 
lame and it just it, it felt unfinished i just didn't it like felt it like it, it, it was trying to be a james bond theme song and it couldn't make it there More it like james bondage is, yeah i was <laughs> gonna say it's definitely an appropriate song for 50 shades of gray yes yeah i'll give him that yeah yes you know what this song needed some mongolian throat singing <laughs> I think now with drums, steel drums and Mongolian throat singing. <laughs> We've got a new hit song in our hands. Oh my Jesus! All right. <laughs> Speaking of a hit, mega okay. hit. Yes, this oh my is God. my first experience with. Uh, uh, well, the the song is. Uh, by Mick Ronson. It's called Uptown Funk, featuring Bruno Mars, who I'd never Mark, heard before. Mark Ronson. What I say? Mick. Said Mick. Oh, sorry, Mark. You got the mic disease going. <laughs> I do. Uh, here we go. Don't believe me, just watch. I'm sorry, but <clears throat> number one, the video is fantastic, by the way. Uh, this is just a mighty fun throwback to bands like The Time or, you know, just that kind of. This, this this is calling back, I think, as far as much like to James Brown. Sure. Yeah. You know, got that James Brown for that uh, Chuck Berry feel. I was kind of hoping that Joel was going to hate this song. <laughs> no, I freaking love that song. It wasn't uh, yeah. my favorite, but I loved it. Yeah, I, I think that uh, comparing it to Morris Day in the Time is definitely like, it's got this incredible like ego, almost like 1984 Eddie Murphy. Like, we're just oh, yeah. hot shit. And they're doing the 70s throwback thing. I, this is a song where whenever it comes up, like, it brightens the day. Like, I, I'm on a shitty gray morning and this comes on and I'm kind of down dancing a little bit in the car i like this yeah. song yeah. <clears throat> yeah this song this is this is a song that is just made to be a hit you know and it, it, yes. it works on yeah it's just it's a great song it's just a fun fun pop song like an, it's a perfect pop song honestly and i honestly think that bruno mars is like this generation's michael jackson i'm really? beginning to agree well yeah it's very, you, very much no. a shorter version obviously i well, uh, uh, justin yeah. timberlake Oh Jesus! It's uh, my comparison. What you know? What I like about this one is that it it covers all the bases for it. it has the amazing bridge. It's got the breakdown at the end. I mean, it's got and it's it's got a funky groove baseline. Yeah, I mean, it's it's just it's it's happy. I mean, yeah. I hate to say it again, but this is just a, this is just one of those things. If you see if this comes on and there's somebody that's not tapping their foot to it, they're either deaf or there's something wrong with them. Because yeah. this is just a good you know. I don't want to meet the person that absolutely hates this song. Yeah. yeah, definitely. If I were going to put together like upbeat songs from the last two years, Uptown Funk, Shut Up and Dance, Farrell's yeah. Happy would definitely be on that list. Like I could just like be depressed and like listen to those songs and instantly be all right again. Probably. Oh yeah. And this yeah. is and you know what I like this is driving driving with the with the girls in the back, crank it up, roll down the windows, and they're singing. Right. I mean, this is this is a good, happy, fun song, and it's the again the video. You know what? The only thing I didn't like about the video is that I was expecting some Morris Day type dance moves out of these guys. <laughs> right. But it was always like they started and they're like, "Yeah, we're not that good." Yeah. <laughs> you know, hey, we're we're gonna do. Hey, we can all sway. We're gonna do this. Yeah, we're not that good. We're no Morris we'll Day. Stick to the music. Yeah. yeah. What I like is in the video, Mark Ronson is just kind of like hanging out in the back. I know. Most of the time, <laughs> and the only time he ever does anything, like when they're driving up the street, he's just sitting 
sitting on the front fender of the car, just bobbing his head, and at the very end, he just goes, "Yeah." I mean, he's like, <laughs> yeah. It's like the puff daddy of pop music. He just, so he's gonna sit in the background every now and then and go, "Oh yeah." You know? Uh huh. Uh huh. All right. Give him, my, give him my paycheck. Are we giving? Are we giving four thumbs up on this one? Oh well, yeah, absolutely. Awesome. Yeah. yeah All absolutely. right. Now I'm gonna tell you on this next song. I was confused by the title. Well, yeah, I was trying to figure out exactly what okay. it means. But... I, I honestly, I think it's just somebody trying to create a new slang phrase oh. or something. Possibly. Uh, I, I wouldn't think that that's actually all that new. I mean, I, depending on the way you're looking at it, whether you're talking more of it like a trap house, which would be like a drug house. But it doesn't really necessarily mean that because trap music kind of came from that slang for what a trap house is. And a girl who's like just a badass girl who likes listening to trap music doesn't give any fucks about anything. That's a trap queen. See, I was thinking trap queen was more like dude looks like a lady. No, that's just a trap. <laughs> oh, okay. Yeah, that's, 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 that's where I got confused. <laughs> yeah, that's the first chance. So, it's a trap. Yeah, because when I was going through the songs, I was like, what could this be about? <laughs> right. All right. So, well, we've talked about it enough. This is Fetty Wap with Trap Queen. Seventeen thirty. I'm like, hey, what's up, hello? Since you're pretty ass, soon as you came in the door. I just wanna chill, got a sack for us to roll. Married to the money, introduced her to my stove. Showed her how to whip, and now she remixing for low. She my track queen, let her hit the bando. We be counting up, watch how far them bands go. We just had a go, talking matching Lambo. Gotta say, the the rhyming is, oh, is good, because he rhymes low with bando with bands go to lambos <laughs> somehow to through or no though then to damn pole bands go fans though letting go <laughs> all right this this is oh, wait, 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 wait. verse two <clears throat> couple on a ring i got her everything the dinero can't go oh we're back again to bands though how far can your bands go and then I stand, though. This guy's rhyme screen is just all off. <laughs> you know, I'm... I didn't hate this as much as I thought I was going to. Like, there's, there's not all the lyrics are great, but, like, I thought it was catchy enough and uh, interesting enough that in a very particular mood, I could see myself, like, driving down Lakeshore Drive at night. This comes on the radio. Instead of changing it, I roll down the window and I turn it up. Yeah, I could see that. But, I mean, again, it's, it's, this <laughs> is that. Substance, but no, I don't want to say substance, but substance, but no protein. I don't even know how to put this. It's, it's got a lot going on in the song with the music oh. and the bass and all that. Help me, Pat. What am I trying to say? Uh, no, all I will say about this song is the amount of that you thought you would hate this. I definitely hated it that much plus more. <laughs> I mean, this song is just shit. I mean, I, I don't, I don't want to be that guy who's all like, oh, the, you know, the music today, blah, blah, blah. But I mean. I just, I don't like the state of modern day rap and hip hop at all. I just, I mean, this guy is just, is, is two, maybe one, probably one step removed from Ice J.J. Fish. <laughs> That's, I would I disagree. Don't, yeah, I, I, I But they're talking matching Lambos and they got 500 grams though. I mean, his voice is awful. Damn, I mean, yeah, his voice is terrible. Okay. Now, first of all, what the fuck's wrong with his eye? But anyway, um. <laughs> Uh, this is this is one of the ones. This is the only one in the in the whole thing that I had no 
I'd never heard of the guy. I didn't know anything about it. And I sat and watched the entire video and I really liked the song. Is it going to change the world? Is the lyrics anything special? No, but there's something about it that, like Josh said, I could see, you know, 2 a.m. in the morning with the windows down, driving wherever you're going, and this comes on or putting it on intentionally and just listening to it. It's just kind of a chill hip hop song. No, this would never go on intentionally until yeah, the very I'm end. I hear this song again, honestly. The end of it is terrible, but I I like it. I, and Fetty Wap sounds my like something you'd have to put a lotion or a cream on. <laughs> well, you do. You get or it in the eye. Buy in a fucking porn <laughs> shop. Yeah. I'll get some of that Fetty Wap. <laughs> I got Fetty Wap once, and the doctor gave me a shot, and it went away. Well, Josh and I, I guess, are alone in our principles on that one. Okay. Principles? I, okay. Principles. My only principle is this song sucked. Principal <laughs> Super Nintendo Chalmers. All right. <laughs> All right. Let, last up, the number one song this week, Wiz Khalifa with See You Again featuring Charlie Pitt. <laughs> All about it when I see you again, when I see you the planes we flew good things we've been through that i'll be standing right here talking to you about another path i know we love to hit the road yeah so it starts other, out other, really pleasant other than the fact that it has the uh the the sound garden problem where it goes on for like 30 seconds too long i actually i like this song yeah i'm with pat on this one where uh, right. like i i'm not a huge fan of wiz khalifa in general but like this is a very by the numbers tribute song like uh yes. i'll be missing you uh, mm-hmm. it it's taken the same plays out of the same playbook but even taking that into account i thought it was pretty all right like yeah. I, i'm it's not gonna make it onto my ipod but uh, again if it came on the radio i wouldn't change it I found I it to be incredibly cliched, and when the beat dropped and it went into the actual part, I'm like, oh, this is exactly what I was afraid of. I, I did not like it at all. Yeah. I like Wiz Khalifa as a person much more than I like him as an artist. Up until this week, I didn't know what a Wiz Khalifa was. <laughs> I am hey, shocked. You can get some cream for it. <laughs> <laughs> no, I'm not, not a fan. Didn't dig it. I mean, it, and this is, this is, I don't know, one of the things I was thinking of is remember back when you used to go to the music, we went, you had music stores and you would listen to the sampler CDs that they would have out, you know, you put the nasty headphones on and you go like, oh, listen to this and they play like the first 20 seconds of the song. Mm-hmm. This is one of those songs that you would go, oh, oh, that's pretty cool, do it on piano. And then you get, buy the single and you take it home and you put it in the cassette and you go like, <laughs> what the hell? Oh my, <laughs> my like, god, Mike. <laughs> Like after the first twenty seconds, it's like suddenly there's black people. <laughs> I, I was I know. it. Go ahead. But I wasn't gonna say it. No, I mean it's just not. It's well, you guys know it's not my. T- you know, I never. I'm not. A, I'm not a big fan of rap music. You know that. Not a big. Not a big <laughs> surprise there whatsoever. But I just thought this is a really weird amalgam of the two. You know, it's. It's not like the Judgment Night soundtrack or anything. <laughs> <clears throat> Which was yeah. a weird amalgamation of those Sick things. Reference, bro. <laughs> uh, yeah. So I, I could I do without that song. Joel, to answer your earlier question, yes, sir. Uh, apparently, Fetty Wap uh, has an ocular prosthesis in his left eye as a result of childhood glaucoma. Ah, that explains a lot of other things. <laughs> All I know <laughs> is when I saw it, I went the fuck. Yeah, this yeah. Davis thing going on. Yeah, it's a, it's actually an ocular prosthesis. He he lost his left eye. So. Oh. That's what's up with his eye. Okay. Well, that's the number one song in the land right now. And that's it's kind of actually nice with this new list. We'd had no carryover artists from the previous time we did this. Well, yeah, I 
I, I well, yeah, that's true. Uh, Ed Sheeran was uh, near the Sheeran. bottom of the uh, music video show, but we didn't have any of the same songs. Like, I think one of the yeah. reasons why it took us so long to do this is because we did the first two installments of our music of our popular music shows too close to each other and ended up with like Lady Gaga four times with the same song. And as mm-hmm. hilarious as that is to have Pat react to that. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Totally. Uh, we definitely had to give uh, some time for the uh, really popular songs to uh, slip and change. I felt the and hair on the back of my neck stand up just as you saying Lady Gaga. Applause, now, applause, now, applause, applause. Now you said it. Lady Gaga, Lady Gaga, Lady uh, Gaga. Pat, she's no, standing she's behind you. Now. <laughs> <laughs> uh, she's covered in makeup and funky clothes. And meat. <laughs> Well, I'm already covered in meat. <laughs> so yes, probably you are delicious. Sometime in the spring or summer next year, I am sure uh, this is a show we're going to do probably about annually. And yep. uh, we'll just do the video one again. Yeah, maybe we'll look at music videos from 1986, and then uh, we'll be looking at the top 10 videos from uh, 2016 about this time next year. 2016. That's almost a frightening phrase right there. I know. <laughs> we're supposed to have flying cars by now. We do. You just have to push them off a cliff. <laughs> and they don't fly very long. They fly a, a little bit. Car. That's a falling car, much different. <laughs> is it? Well, I guess it's just flying in one direction. <laughs> flying is falling with grace. <laughs> All right. So, um, thank Next you. Next week? Next week, minis. Yeah. We're going to talk about miniatures games from the world of Warhammer through Hero Quest. And uh, I believe we're going to have a special guest from the, uh, from the industry. Yes, we are. We are going to have a, uh, a, a, one of the developers from the, what is that thing called? The Titans of Gaming is on Kickstarter. Kickstarter is a phrase I couldn't remember. Uh, uh, Seth Johnson, one of the developers who has uh, helped create uh, Hero Clicks and some other miniatures games, things like that, nice. is going to be on the show and talking about minis games then and now with us. And I so, may yeah. or may not be here. Yes. He may yes. or may not be the Patrick, which I think we're really going to have to brief him on that if that's something that yeah. he's going to be If he's got to take my place, well, i got to mail him some things real quick. Yeah. <laughs> Honey, someone mail me. <laughs> Someone build me a cowboy hat and a jar full of bacon grease. <laughs> oh, air horn, sorry. So, uh, yeah, so that's next year, next week. Wow. Next year. Next year. <laughs> we're going to have the... I got to quick ship him a cup of racism. <laughs> we're we're going to have the... weed. <laughs> we're going to have the mini, miniature gaming show. So, uh, and I think you'll be surprised with some of the uh, then that we have from that point. So, all right. So, if you want to listen to any of our older shows, like check out the other two music episodes, you can do that on iTunes, Blueberry, Stitcher, TalkShoe, other fine podcasting directories. And uh, if there's anything about pop music you think that we like left out, especially in these 20 songs, give us a call and let us know about it at 708 Now Rap. That's 708 669 9727. Yeah. And uh, until then, thanks for listening. You are now leading the world of Musings of a Geek Podcast Network. Stay geeky, my friends. And then okay. I want I'm gonna get a hold of a uh, one of those flexible arm microphone stands and drill that into the to, into the uh, put that into the um, into the podium so you'll have a microphone and then we'll have microphones out front too. So 
Like, That's me drilling. Okay. Holy shit. Yeah, I know. It was good, right? It was no, I just got it. <laughs> I wasn't paying attention to what was going on. <laughs> that was All right, perfect. I tuned out. <laughs>